Legend. <laughs>
<laughs> this is on the radio, so people don't know. But Nicholas grinning like from ear to ear, oh, like Wings yeah. of Desire, like oh yeah. <laughs> and also, just like it's so weird if you watch Wings Wings of Desire after the downfalls, because like that's Hitler. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so nice. Cool <laughs> guy. Too bad for him. That's yeah. hilarious. Well, anyway, our nephew was kind of asking us to bring the show back for a couple years. So then we were like, "Well, we did the YouTube show. Maybe we should try podcasting." So we actually started it the October before the pandemic, and uh, we've been doing it ever since, having a ball. Yeah. yeah. Some of our sisters said nobody wants to just sit there and watch you talk for 45 minutes. I was like, what? I would go on vacation in Italy and gather up some of our fr- our friends and in a living room and it, it, record a podcast for, or, or our video cast from there and then have to email it to Kevin. And so he could edit it so he could be part of it because I would be out of the country every summer. Wow. It wow, was an wait. extravaganza. The podcast is a little easier. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I will say this. It's for me, it's way easier to kind of tune into a podcast than to just sit down and watch a YouTube show because it's like, I want to get on with things. Absolutely. It's like I'm cook. I'm yeah. cooking. And all I do is just like take the headphones off when, when you just shit on Prince of Darkness. Just like, <laughs> okay, fine. Roll it yeah, across the room. Damn yeah, like, like, like right when I'm just like slicing a carrot or something like this <laughs> or driving a car. The lone tear <laughs> coming down your cheek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just like, they just don't like what I like. Oh, <laughs> but we like to not like it. Well, I, I, that's, that's how I took it. I'm just like, wow, these guys are very excited about hating this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like passion, oh, well, you know, exactly. like passion. that's enough. No, it just brings me back to the days when when I convinced these these guys to kind of let's do death proof on on the show, and I was just like the only Boy. person in the room liking it. <laughs> I, I was there as well. Oh, no, you were there as well. Yeah, but they were like, "This is shit. This is a pile of trash." Go and go and listen to the episode, by the way. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I remember seeing Death Proof in the theater, and it was a double feature with Planet wow. Terror, and Planet Terror is so much fun. And then they it cut is, yeah. into Death Proof, where it's kind of it's kind of slow to start, and then it's very like slow. very violent in a kind of an unfun way. <laughs> and then, it, and then it's like a twenty-five minute car chase. Right. So I'm just like sitting oh. there with a massive boner, just like this is amazing. God, <laughs> that's we're what it not takes. Reviewing like... that, we're not reviewing. I put my foot down. Uh, it's, a, it's a very feminist film. It like is. these women are kicking ass, you know. Yeah. First of all, a 25-minute car chase doesn't sound like a very feminist film. Well, there are three well, women who are doing it. There are, three, there are three women doing this, and there's one one's behind the wheel, one's on the on the on the hood of the car, and there's Kurt Russell in the other car. Yep. <laughs> so, it's, so it's what more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and then the one on the one on the hood of the car is there is there just on of her own choice. That that's what that was her idea. It's just like I want to do this. Well, she's like so, a stunt know, woman, right? That's her well, character. She, well, she is the actual stunt woman sh- who was a stunt woman for Uma Thurman in Kill Bill, right? As well, so so it's like a meta sort of thing when when they're just like, I really want to do this because she's like a stunt woman in <laughs> the film. I'm like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> right? Okay, let's just let's just let's just do this. Well, <laughs> let me just say, so I'm sure we can all let's agree to something. 
before Good. we get started. Kill Bill is a masterpiece. Can we all agree with that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. agree with that. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. well, that, that'll probably be the last thing we agree on. <laughs> so let's go. Boom. Oh, Start to make good notes and then. You'll be, you'll be surprised, I think. But because I have a feeling, okay, well, I'm not going to zip it, zipping it. Okay. Anyway, uh, before we begin, a few items of customary housekeeping. Uh, it turns out like I'm, I keep doing this. One, Primo, the birthday giveaway. Um, as of publishing of this episode, which is 4th of February. <laughs> I'm just thinking in time ahead. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, so it's in its final 24 hours. So be sure to get on our Twitter page, like and retweet the giveaway tweet and follow us to enter for a chance to win the UHD box set of the Matrix trilogy. So it's like a bit of a tie into our circling the Matrix marathon that we did like last, well, all throughout December and November, I think. Mm. So, and then you will get a complimentary mug as well. So I think there's, there's, there's going to be two mugs as well with the logo of the show. So get on that last 24 hours. Do this. <clears throat> Anyway, and, and by the way, these are four cable rays, so they're region free. So everyone's invited to do so. Like, if I have to send it to Pakistan, I'll send it to Pakistan. I don't care. <laughs> it may actually spend a few weeks in customs. I don't know, but, but hey. Um, so there's there's one. Um, although you will have to probably just live with the fact that it will, they will have the sort of age ratings from the UK, because that's just the reality. I live in a airport in the UK, and some people. I I know for a fact some people find it like disgusting, right? <laughs> but hey. Anyway, another thing I thought I'd advertise a few items that we will that will make an appearance on our new Patreon, which is patreoncom pod. This month we are tying in, uh, so we're doing a tie-in bonus show tying to the next week's show, where we'll be talking about uh, Sofia Coppola's Somewhere. So in a tie-in, we'll be looking at Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard. So and also this month's pa- Patreon retrospective, we'll be talking about musicals. <laughs> That's really fun where we'll be talking about all that jazz, Dancer in the Dark, and Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Just a nice spread of where, the, where musicals can go. Um, yeah. And for this, we will also have a few special guests joining us, so just stay tuned for this. And finally, we will be continuing our journey through David Lynch's filmography by talking about The Elephant Man. So I guess what I am saying is subscribe to our Patreon over at patreon.com slash Pod. Three bucks a month basically unlocks everything, so all sort of extra podcasts past, present, and in the future. And finally, the big one. <clears throat> we were talking for a while, I think, with Nicolo about establishing a bit of a bespoke website for the show because we're sort of based in on Clapper at clapperltd.co.uk, which is just a publication. So like, once we publish an episode, it just kind of falls off the main page. And it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it's, it's kind of just bundled with all the other podcasts and news items and whatever. So we thought we'll just do this. <clears throat> so on top of that, You'll be able to go to uncutgemspodcast.com, which is a new one-stop shop for where you'll find links to all the episodes and everything that else that we do. So remember, uncutgemspodcast.com is the place. And then that by by saying this now, I'm now promising that by the time this, this episode airs, the, episode, the website's going to be up and running. Because <laughs> it's, it's not now. <laughs> you need the pressure. Yeah, just, yeah, because, you know, all the motivation that you need is just a solid deadline. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now on with the show. Today is promising to be a bit of a hoot and a half, as you may have already figured out. This is gonna it's gonna be amazing, as we're nipping back to the nineties, the best decade of all, arguably, to talk about the one and only Con Air. Two went down, one came up. One more fall. Well, you don't have to tell me. Most murders are crimes of necessity rather than desire, but the great ones, Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy. 
They did it because it excited them. Don't you... I got nothing in common with them, with you. Don't you talk to me. They were insane. Now you're talking semantics. What if I told you insane was working 50 hours a week in some office for 50 years, at the end of which they tell you to piss off? Ending up in some retirement village, hoping to die before suffering the indignity of trying to make it to the toilet on time. Wouldn't you consider that to be insane? Murdering 30 people, semantics or not, is insane. One girl? I drove through three states wearing her head as a hat. It's my daughter's birthday today. So please feel free not to share everything. <clears throat> Written by Scott Rosenfeld, who also wrote Things to Do in Denver, Denver When You're Dead, High Fidelity, Gone in 60 Seconds Remake, which by the way will make an appearance on the show one day, I promise. And most recently, Venom, I think he called that. And directed by Simon West, who also did Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, and The uh, Expendables 2, and a bunch of other schlock. Connor st <laughs> stars. Nicholas Cage, John Markovich, John Cusack, Steve Buscemi, Ving Rames, Rachel Tickleton, Cole Meany, Danny Trejo, Dave Chappelle, and a bunch of other people <laughs> in, a, in, in a sort of a st story about a guy ca called Cameron Poe. I don't know if it's if, if Poe Dameron in, in Star Wars is a reference, <laughs> but it should be. That's Cage, who is about to receive his parole after spending eight years for killing a guy while defending his wife. Unfortunately, as he is transported by plane to the place of his release, the airplane is hijacked by rampaging convicts led by John Markovich. I think Cyrus the Virus is his name or something. <laughs> while the titular Con Air is trying to make its way towards freedom, it is being chased by FBI and DA agents, that's Cusack and Meany, while Nicolas Cage is trying to save the day on the inside of the plane or something like that. So... Connor came came off the heels of Bad Boys and The Rock as a testosterone-filled piece of masculine entertainment, and also this is, I believe, how Nick Cage ended up in the in, in the movie as well, because you know he did The Rock uh, for the for the Brockheimer pictures. Um, usually, here we talk about trials and tribulations of the production and how the film came together in pain, and I don't necessarily think it was the case. I was it was propelled by the immense success of early Michael Bay films and stood on the shoulders of the artistic toolbox Tony Scott imprinted on Jerry Brockheimer Productions. So filming was a big deal um, as it involved using quite a lot of military equipment, special effects, access to like airfields and, and whatnot, miniatures and so on. And by the way, the film is dedicated to Phil, Phil Swartz, a welder who worked on the film and got crushed by a static model of the of the plane. Yikes! So, I know, right? So there's that just practical effects. We, we tend to think like, oh yeah, practical effects, amazing. Like they're crazy and dangerous. Like be, be careful, kids. Right, they're no joke. Anyway, Conner wasn't sort of supposed to capitalize on the trends of the time with explosions, bombastic action, cheesy self-awareness, and all that good jazz, and, and made a ton of money, but it divided critics. So some people liked it. Ebert, I think, gave it three stars, and some people could not like it, and they didn't, like, he didn't mind the cheese. Some, some critics hated the cheese. So let's just get into it. Like, where do you stand on... Cheese. I mean, on Connor, and like, look, can you look past the cheese, or maybe you don't mind the cheese? Are you a fan of cheese? Are you a fan of Connor? What's your take on Connor? So, how about we start with our esteemed guests? Uh, so, how about you, you guys go first? I don't know. Pick who, who goes first. Oh, I'll go first. It was so boring. Oh, was so boring. <laughs> right off the bat, pain. Just buy, buy me dinner first. 
I mean, literally, you you said like uh, the guy who did High Fidelity. I love High Fidelity. This movie has almost like a ton of my favorite actors. I love Malkovich. I I have a secret uh, crush on, oh, fuck, what's his name? From High Fidelity. John Cusack. John Cusack and I will one day be wed. And it's got Dave Chappelle. Who's funnier than Dave Chappelle? It's got Cole Meany from The Snapper, one of my favorite movies. And yet, yawn. Okay. Okay. You notice I didn't. You notice I didn't say Nick Cage, one of my favorite stars. That's your first mistake, right there. (laughs) Look, I mean, this was about. This is mid '90s. This was when I was about the age where I could just go to movies and see an R-rated movie. You know what I mean? And I, Mm -hmm. I saw The Rock, and I thought like Shakespeare. Shakespeare. (laughs) I don't think there's any other word that describes The Rock. But I'll tell you what. Over the years, I have watched Con Air more than I've watched any of these other movies. It's just so much fun. It is great. You got crazy Nick Cage with his quasi-offensive Southern accent, his long, <laughs> crazy hair. It's like, what is happening? And I, and I always love the the uh, the Hollywood convention of, this guy is clearly a decorated soldier, trained killer. Some drunk yahoos are just going to attack him at the bar for no reason. Yes, he's a happens. ranger. He's a ranger. They should be frightened of it. Of course. No, we're so pissed off that you're dancing with your wife that we're going to attack you in the parking lot. Good times. Good times. Needless and to say. They hung out. And then they just hung out while these guys were being assholes. I'd be like, can we go to a nicer place? Maybe. Can we go home? Uh, well, she had to finish her bar? shift. I think. Right. She had to, she had to sling some drinks before she, they could leave. I guess. I don't know. Who the hell knows? Connor's great. <laughs> nice. Nico, what is your take on this? Like I watched this for the first time, I think in 2017. I didn't really care for it. And rewatching it now, like, what was I on? <laughs> because this movie was a blast. Um, it's all the cheese. It's literally just all the cheese. It's, it's every action movie trope from the 90s just smooshed together into one wonderful cocktail of insanity. It's, it's a film that never slows down, that never stops giving you stupid-ass one-liners, crazy action set pieces make no sense whatsoever, and I'm just sitting there for the entire two hours, just with a massive grin going, yeah, <laughs> this, this is fun. This, this, this is fun. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to oh. break this. No, it's not, it's not, it's not that bad. Because I'm just, <laughs> but I'll say this. I watched this and I'm just like, I don't, I'm watching this. I'm halfway through it and I'm like, I don't think I have seen this before. I thought I have and I haven't. And it feels like I'm kind of absorbed this by osmosis almost just like, because I, I remember these scenes. Like, I remember, like, you know, like Nicolas Cage just leaving the bus and just smelling the freshness of fresh air and just does this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I know these scenes. Like, I know John Malkovich and I know how he kind of annoys me, but <laughs> it's just, it's going to be weird because, like, I'm mostly in agreement with Aaron in here. It's just like, yeah, I, like, I've, I had to kind of rewind ten last not last ten minutes. Like there's ten minutes in the in, in the middle because I fell asleep. Oh wow, that's a shot. <laughs> I, it's just no no. But I will say this: like, I I do appreciate like the cheese. I like the sort of self awareness. I like how this is kind of like the um, like the best of sort of mixtape of the nineties. 
but it's kind of like I, I have massive issues with it. And then some of these issues kind of start with John and end with Markovic and John with, and end with Cusack. Oh, <laughs> I know. No, I looks... agree. Cusack was was just nothing. He did nothing. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just. But then the whole, the whole. I mean, just I'm watching this. It's kind of like, well, it, I want to say like Michael Bay distilled sort of. It's like, oh, let's like I I can only see Jerry Bruckheimer going to Simon West, for whom this was directorial debut, mind you, right? Going like, jeez, have you seen Bad Boys? Yeah, have you seen Bad Boys? Do that, and you guys, and the guy's like, I don't know how. Just put it in an oil field. Like, if I want a bar that kind of just opens into this sort of, you know, like this machinery that just like penetrates the ground. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like it's ridiculous. It kind of like I'm watching this, and it kind of looks like a feature length Aerosmith video. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, where's Alicia Silverstone and Joe and Joe Perry doing a solo? Oh no, he's doing a solo just and anyway because it's just the whole score is just one long guitar solo. <laughs> it's just which, by the Pretty way, much. has its moments. Yeah, it has its moments, but it, yeah, I, I'm kind of just I don't want to say I hate it, but I'm kind of in the middle. I'm just okay. I'm, I appreciate certain things of it, but about it, but in, equally, I'm like does does doesn't cook the way it should even even though it has kind of a lot um, it's almost like it's over seasoned to me like if there's too many things too much happening at the same time and this is my first question i might as well just throw it to the to the panel what the fuck's happening in this film <laughs> i'm watching this i'm watching this i'm like i have no idea what are these people doing why? Why is that? Like, can someone explain what? this to me in, in plain English? A, why would you put a guy who's who's basically going on on parole? He's being released with the with the world's with Hannibal Lecter times twelve. Right. Why also would that Han- ever occur? Why would Hannibal that ever Lecter, occur? Hannibal Lecter, who breathes like Darth Vader, yes, as well in his mask. I mean, just I know this is a joke, right? Well, okay. I hope it's a joke, the, right? The prison was in Alabama. <laughs> that's, that's but for some reason they're yep. flying over Fresno. I'm not. That's that's about what two thousand miles. <laughs> that separates. But was the, pri- but was the mean, prison in Alabama? I mean, I don't or, know. Or was or was he in Alabama? But he got sent to prison in Fresno. <laughs> I think he's in Alabama. Why? <laughs> yeah, the geography's a little fishy. Um, and that comes back <laughs> to why do they need Sendino anyway? Right? There's that whole subplot of like, oh, we're going to meet up Sendino and then we're going to catch another plane? What's wrong with the plane you're on? Just fly <laughs> I mean, to I suppose so, oh, do we have? Do we not have enough fuel? But then, okay, why don't you just set up a refueling sort of situation? Why do you need another plane? There's so many... Like, logically, you can take this apart. Like, so easily. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think they were worried about logic while making this. <laughs> right. We stipulate that. Okay. You're not. I, mean, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I understood what room I was in the minute I saw <laughs> Nicolas Cage walking in the room and then seeing t- dancing with his wife to this to the tune of How do I live without you? Academy <laughs> Award nominee, by the way. And Razzie nominee <laughs> as well. <laughs> At the sa- in the same year, yes. like this is this is how Wonderful. this is how bipolar this yes. is. Yes, <laughs> but and then this guy walks up and he's just like, oh, just just trying to stir trouble. I'm like, uh, what is happening? Right, right. Yeah. And then, Can I, then I want to rape your wife. Is that okay? But, yeah, and then he's just like, don't leave him, leave him. This is why you got. This is because of you guys. We lost in Vietnam. I'm like, what the fuck did he do? <laughs> 
good. It's social commentary, you know. It's tackling sensitive issues in a very clever yes. way for the masses. <laughs> That's correct. That's the genius of this movie. The law says you have to let three guys kick your ass. Okay, that's the law. What? But what did he, what, what did he do to him as well? Like they fight in the rain. Yes. Is there rain in there? I think the, yeah, it's, rain. it's the it's raining, and there's this sort of uh, the the you know the, there will be there will be blood machinery in the back. I mean, yes. I suppose this is like on the set of like any Michael Bay films because he just likes the sort of the Texas oil field sort of. Um, I don't know. It's very yes. It's very sexual. The idea of like these these machines are essentially raping the ground. Oh damn! And it's just, <laughs> it's That's deep, man. And it's just Christ. Yeah, simple deep. <laughs> it's, it's, be- it's because they're euro they can pick up on that stuff no but i'm just like first five <laughs> minutes i know it's just okay this is the kind of universe i'm in because they should just show this prison and he's in already yes okay well eight years has passed because his hair is amazingly long like he's in but he has everything in prison he has like dice and pencils every like there's so many weapons and oh even in this sort of montage like there's this riot in prison and he's just covering his ears like i don't want to participate <laughs> it's not my problem don't make me riot i'm not in for the riot i'm just gonna do my origami and speak spanish about drinking my margaritas on the yacht yeah i mean i, I do applaud oh. the origami that moves its wings <laughs> i thought these were gonna come back like you're gonna speak spanish to somebody that he's gonna dazzle somebody with his origami no not what so if much. he was able to fold like one of those ninja stars out of a newspaper and use that later on? Absolutely. Thank <laughs> <I mean>, Christ. <laughs> no question. And that's only in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they show just how nice a guy he is. It's just they, they have to remind you every two minutes he's a good person and he doesn't belong in with this crowd. That's right. So he comes at the time he's like, no, but he's good. He doesn't belong here. He does, and he gives he's a snowball to, to Baby O, forming a lifetime friendship. That's all he takes. And of course, his his cellmate is is going with him. Like he and he he carry a, he carries a box. Like he's leaving a job. Like that's right. He just has it's like Jerry Maguire. Box of shit. His box of shit from his desk. Like, I mean, also he has a letter, like the certification of his parole from the of, you know. National Parole Board or whatever. It's just why does he have it in his cell? Like, can he just get the letter and just fuck off? Like, just go home already? Or just no, they just put him back in prison. And then, of course, his friend has diabetes, and he's just, oh, I need my insulin. You're gonna get some on the plane. Now, that's not a correct safety protocol, is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> not. It's a cost-cutting measure. That's Chekhov's but, yeah. uh, insulin needle. Basically, it's gonna be a callback later in the movie. Good time. Yeah. And first of all, they don't use glass syringes anymore. Uh, like, I don't even know when they use glass syringes uh, last. I mean, that was ridiculous. And then I'm just going to complain about the crazy friend. You've you've stayed instead of escaping just to save your asshole friend with the diabetes so that he can almost die Right at the end, you've wasted all this time. I wish he had died. Look, army rangers, they make a big point of saying this, never leave a man behind. That's the credo of the army rangers, okay? So we can't. You're going to make me like it. You're going to make me like it. (laughs) (laughs) There was that after poor Baby O gets shot, he literally turns to Cameron Poe and is like, 
I just don't think I'm supposed to live. And it's like, now it's just like, yeah, we got to feel that way as well, baby. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Nick Cage should have turned around and gave him a punch. You asshole. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm just, I'm just watching this and it also becomes this, I'm, like, am I the only one who's just like name dropping, like as as the film goes on? That's Die Hard too. That's Speed. That's Die Hard three. Like they're just na- almost just making winks and nods at me like every every single second. Like is that purposeful or is just just or is this because Simon West is kind of like I don't have my own ideas. I just watched Die Hard three. I want a bomb that has two little two liquids in there. Like it's just. What's, what's going, what's we, going we on We needed there? one of the guards to say it was their last day uh, on the job. <laughs> last day of retirement. They, 50 years on the force. Right. <laughs> it was the last thing missing. It's like the last cliche. <laughs> it's I'm too like, old All this, this needed shit. was... was was Cole Meany being like the Agent Johnson uh, and like you remember, remember Agent is Johnson and Johnson? Absolutely. Just like, ah, that's like Saigon, eh, Skipper? I was fucking in third grade, you dickhead. <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> I love how he's mad at John Cusack, seemingly for no reason, just yelling at him the entire time. Oh, sweet Jesus. It's just like you can't you can't have a gun on my plane. <laughs> like why do they put a guy like? Uh, an undercover agent in there someone please explain to me why like they have guards in there yes they have like what why i I will explain here's here's the story okay (laughs) so sendino is about to be transferred from the dea to the fbi but the dea they sendino has some information that they need for some reason there's never never fully explained so they need they're going to slide a snitch in there Okay, have him sit right next to Sendino, the undercover DEA guy, and hopefully he'll spill his guts in the, what, the two-hour flight with a stranger he's never seen before? To everyone, yeah. Right. Uh, some friends. And it's, but it's funny because he's like, <laughs> the DA has up. to get the credit. I'll be damned if those FBI bastards get the credit. So I'm going to put my, my homie at risk <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a plane full of psychopaths. Good plan. Did they actually explain this in the film? They, they talked yeah. about it briefly. No, they but, did. For like five wow, I, I must have been checked out already. <laughs> <laughs> introducing characters every 10 seconds. It's like, and there is a new character, and there is another one. There's a name, and there's a thing, and they're cutting back and introducing yes. his van. And there's a guy, and they put the guy, and there's another guy being introduced. It's a it's a non-slot of introductions where it just it doesn't slow down. Yeah. And you kind of need those, well, you know, those quieter moments to to get those narrative beats, but it seems like they don't even care. It's kind of like, yeah. yeah, sure, just the guy there, there's a gun. Eh, was that the, uh, during yeah, the introduction matter. when they casually list, like this, the guy who introduces, like, this is Cyrus, codename the virus, and then he does this. And this is Ving Rames. He's a nationalist Black Panther who hates white people, wrote a book and something else. And and then, and here's this guy. And then he's just, oh, he's, he's I can't remember what his was. Billy Bedlam. Fucking, and he's just like, he's, he, yeah, he's just and is there like a like he makes Ted Bundy look like a teddy bear or something like this? It's just <laughs> like why are we like who are you this in, introducing this to like John Cuse? <laughs> is this what they always do whenever they load up a flight? Let me tell you about everybody's biography except for Cameron Poe. He's a nobody. Hit the brakes. Exactly. It's just no, no one says like oh he's a decorated veteran whatever. And exactly. by the way, he just killed killed a guy. Like no, that's Poe Dameron. I mean Cameron Poe. Right? <laughs> Oh, damn right. <laughs> I mean, why? Why? Like, I, I want a flight, by the way, where if I just go, like a normal economy flight, where I get introduced like this. 
like everyone give, gets like a line who's just hey, this is so and so he works for he works for the peanut fucking oil factory and then he masturbates on Sundays or something like this I don't want him to give that and much now, information at, at the back of the plane sitting directly across from the toilet is <laughs> right yeah it's one at a time come on down <laughs> Uh, Everyone's special here. I just have one question. Just one? What was wrong with Cage's uh, roommate? Did he eat babies? Why is he being transported to go to the same place as all these people? Chaperone, I suppose. Baby eater. Is he a baby eater? You're you're right. They don't explain what Babio's crime was. But clearly, since he's being shipped off to the the island of Dr. Moreau with the rest of the psychos, (laughs) he must have done something, right? I mean, but then uh, why? What was going on? Like, like Nicolas Cage gets the letter. Like, he was just, oh, oh, congratulations on your letter. I'm just, like, you're leaving too. Like, what? (laughs) We're all leaving. (laughs) Like, I thought you'd be just like, but like they hug, right? And just like, no, no, I'm grabbing your 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 box of shit, and then then we're all gonna go. I'm like, what? Right, <laughs> this yeah. makes zero sense to me. And and that he was able to buy a rabbit at the I don't know at the, the canteen I, at no. the the prison grocery store. No, he he bought it it's like like shop. like Shawshank style, like exchanged like 150 boxes of cigarettes. For this rabbit that arrived so in like a, a laundry room sort of a, situation. A guard smuggled it up, up his duff and brought it into the prison? Perhaps. He dealt, he dealt with Morgan, the Morgan Freeman character in this movie that we don't meet. <laughs> Who knows? You'd, you'd hope that at best it may have arrived in a cake. Right? <laughs> I don't th- that's not contraband, like a stuffed bunny. I don't think you have to smuggle one in. Well, it depends if, if, if the bunny is also used like a vehicle for cocaine. Then yes. <laughs> then yes. <laughs> but then he has a desk in his cell. It's so cute. And he just writes, he has these sort of like a whole like time scale of his daughters growing up on the wall. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. But but this is the type of cheese I can get. But where it kind of gets difficult for me is when when John Malkovich enters the scene. Like, I, what what's 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 guy, what's your guys' take on John Malkovich? Like, I want I want to hear opinions. <sighs> Look, I mean, I love okay. John Malkovich, but I mean, he's just ridiculous in this. They're all ridiculous, <laughs> and it was like a weird casting of everybody. I wouldn't have picked any of these people. I would have dropped about half the cast out so you could actually get to know or give a shit about any of them. That's a good um, <laughs> this is not know. his best work clearly i i agree <laughs> with you i love john malkovich he he kind of sucks in this movie first of all but i i, I kind of am like cyrus the virus who's killed more people than cancer they don't really tell you i <laughs> yeah, mean is he like lex is he lex <laughs> luthor <laughs> or I mean, what is he a criminal mastermind it's like i don't know what he's killed a lot of people he's kidnapped some people he's committed robberies he's just a bad seed i guess is what his story is. <laughs> I mean, clearly William Rosenfeld and Simon West didn't quite know how many people were killed by cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they tell you the number as well before. It's like, oh, he killed like 25 people or something. And it's like, he's killed more yeah. people in cancer. It's like, mm, those two things don't add up. Well, they talk <laughs> about how he's been in prison for like, like 30 of his like, 42 years. It's like, how is that? <laughs> he so looks like 35. Yeah. <laughs> And then how he is he committing the crimes if he's like been in prison for forty years? 
What is happening? Since he was 12. Since he was 12, he was in prison. Is he kidnapping people in prison? Is that how it's working? <laughs> They're under well, my bunk. But did they did did the kills you 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 accu- accumulate in prison count? <laughs> because they're like they can't run true. away. Like it's like the guy's stranded with you in, in, in the cells. So it's like that doesn't that shouldn't recount, right? <laughs> well, it's kind of like where is he gonna go? They, they don't really ca- exactly. Good times. <laughs> but it's like everybody else. I kind of understand. I mean, I understand Diamond Dog. I understand Billy Bedlam, the Marietta Mangler. I I understand that. What a name. They all sound like boxers or wrestlers. <laughs> right, exactly. Cyrus Grissom is the one where it's just like, they should have said he's a terrorist or he's a bank mm. robber. I mean, tell me specifically, rather than just, look, I just do bad shit. If I'm walking down the street <laughs> and there's a car, I'm going to steal it. If there's a, a per, an old person, I'm going to push him down the stairs. That's just how I roll. No, he worked for Goldman Sachs is <laughs> what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> And also, I, if he's a terrorist, I mean, clearly he is because he has the anar- anarchist's cookbook in his in he his sounds like. Oh, also, like, like I, I'm not a terrorist, but I know that. Like, if I, I will, if I were transferred somewhere, at least I would clean up my shit. Just don't leave anything <laughs> behind. Right, he left his whole plan like hidden. In a, couldn't you just flush that down the toilet? I don't know how it works. You can't just tear up the pages in little tiny pieces. No, not so much. Well, Apparently, just... you're allowed to take a box with you. Could have put yeah, it in well, the box. He, why didn't he get the box? <laughs> with the smiley face sticker. That is true. <laughs> also, the thing I didn't understand is like how, like he hid everything inside the wall. How did he? Put up the wall again in his cell. I did not notice. The wall was made of shit. Okay. (laughs) And they have cameras in there. They have cameras in his cell. Ah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So if you start digging into this, I mean, just like this is all the stage of sort of like the the two, I don't know, component bomb that it's kind of lifted from Die Hard Three. I'm like, oh, it's a bomb, and then John Cusack is like, fuck. Which is an appropriate reaction to a bomb going off, by the way. <laughs> like I, I don't know. It's just such a such a weird thing. And then I'm, I'm I don't know. Like on some level, for the first half, I was kind of almost annoyed by how this is directed as well. It's kind of mm. like, you know, how Michael Bay directs. It's kind of like. Someone someone decided to direct the film using only the cliches that Michael Bay uses, not not just the regular stuff that he uses as well. It's just it's it's just I don't know. It's a homage to That's Michael what Bay. What what yeah, but then the Michael Bay is like what, like three years older than he is? <laughs> I think he made like only two movies up until that yeah, point or something. He did Bad Boys and The Rock, didn't he? That's it. It's I just have... a nice way of saying I'm totally ripping you off and that's my new career. I have to say, and this may be controversial, 90s era Michael Bay is dynamite. 90s era, frankly, I I ride with Michael Bay through like Armageddon. I'm down with Michael Bay. It is, it's later in like the early 2000s where the things kind of go off the rails a little bit around like Transformers 2. That's when it becomes a horrifying shit show, in my opinion. I mean, to to me, he kind of just. Once he discovered Transformers, I was just like, we should totally do that. I'm just like, I think I'm done. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to sit this one. And they made like seven of those damn things. It's like ridiculous. Yes. I mean, he only wanted Jesus. to do one. And he's just like, oh, let's, like, like George Lucas. Like, I'm going to do one and then other people can do another. And just did one and just made like a billion dollars. He was like, fuck that. I'm going to make another one. <laughs> right? 
They just Smart bring man. the wheelbarrow right up to you. <laughs> right, yeah, but then coming back to Markovic, <sighs> I really don't like. See, Mark Markovic is a weird guy because for mm. me, like no, Markovic, I, I would agree. Yeah. Markovic is a weird <laughs> he's, guy. He's a weird guy, but like. Uh, I can feel people kind of give it, give him almost too much credit, <laughs> like because he overacts like a motherfucker. <laughs> like he's, yes, he's in here. It's on on like another level. I mean, like some some sometimes he will just squeeze in a good line. Like, Not in like, this you know, movie. Just, That's on my list. <laughs> like, spoiler like alert. No, this is like one move and the bunny gets it. Right. Well, that's a good line. <laughs> that's I think good I wrote line. that down. <laughs> I've, I've got it written down as well. But, but you know he. The way he speaks, like he enunciates, like he's making sure that everyone gets the message. I mean, like, fucking calm down, John. Just relax. Just take, have a beer. Just chill. Just... Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a lot of intensity. And I, I'm watching <laughs> it, and I don't know how much self-awareness is there. Because I think he's taking himself very seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I honestly think that for me, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm being the, the badass villain in this movie. It's like you're not, you're like the least intimidating guy in this entire airplane. It's, like, yeah. it's bad. It's a bad situation. Oh. He's just, he's kind of he's miscast, is really the, the, the yeah. cold hard reality. Because it's like everybody else is like buff, big muscles. He's like, my sh- I'm wearing my undershirt and my overshirt. And don't ask what's going on under here, okay? He <laughs> yes. clearly had been to the gym because he's never been that thin uh, since. <laughs> or before. So, f- or, fun, or fact, before. <laughs> fun fact, apparently, Willem Dafoe and Ma- Mickey Rourke auditioned to get Oof. the role and they didn't get it. I would have liked to see those, frankly. I'm not going to lie. I, yeah. I, I would have liked to pull out a couple of other people and insert those people. <laughs> Oh, who would you like to, to see in, in there instead? Oh, I'm, I'm all ears. Oh, I'm, I'm serious. Oh, frankly, pull out any of the other white people in this movie and insert those two. Because the rest of them are boring as hell. And then if you can throw in Christopher Walken, <laughs> then we got something there. Right. Oh, yeah. Just put Walken instead of Malkovich. One move changes the bunny. Changes the movie. (laughs) I'll tell you what, though. I just think his character wasn't very well written, and I'm speaking as somebody who really likes this movie. His character's Mm -hmm. not very well written, and his lines—it's like every time he says something, it's like he's giving a speech, but it's a really crappy speech. He's always on the roof somewhere pontificating, and why is he in charge of this? Why did everyone just say okay? Because he's the virus. He has the anarchist's cookbook. He's got the rest. He's got the cookbook. Right. Vin right there. Vin Rames is pure charisma. Absolutely. I love Vin Rames. Vin Rames is amazing. That's Vin Rames. over, man. Almost, almost immediately post Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and pre Armageddon. Like this. This is like this is the era. Like, um, but by the way, funny you should say that. So in 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 terms of like how poorly written some of the, these lines are, because apparently Markovich was furious every day because there was no real script for this. I mean, surprise, right? Shocking. <laughs> no way. They were just rewriting every day. Like it's kind of like Men in Black Three. It was just oh, like God. we're action. We're doing this. Where's the script? Fuck, fuck the script. Let's do this. It's just like because Dave Chappelle was improvising a lot of his shit as well, which is fair enough because because he's, he's a comedian. A... He knows how to do that, and that's all he does. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like. 
I, I just, yeah, so like to me, Mar- Markovic's problem is this that he's just. You, have you seen Rounders? Yep. No. Wow. Teddy yeah. KGB. See, he, yeah, he's <laughs> yes, he's only the Russian accent away from this guy, <laughs> as per usual. <laughs> like all, all you need to like any and to me any Markovic performance uh, to me a gauge of whether he's doing doing a good job or not is imagine him doing doing this with a Russian accent and see how how much you hate it and then this is this is a measure of how badly he's he's acting at the time. <laughs> so it's like. In here, uh, if you imagine him speaking with Russian accents, one more than the bunny gets it. And I'm just fucking jeez. Oh I thought that was a walking impression there for a minute. No, it's just... It's <laughs> oh, walking is also... <laughs> That's why it would be funny to have them together. I don't think they've ever been in a movie together with their bizarre accents that track to nowhere in America do people have that accent. Yeah, true. <laughs> or anywhere in the world, frankly. Anywhere in the world. Oh, I, I, I still am of the opinion that Christopher Walken accent is not exactly an accent. It's just punctuation in places yes. that it doesn't belong. Yes. Weird <laughs> pauses. Of, yeah. Yeah. Like a speech impediment. <laughs> like maybe he should have been pulled out of classes as a child and had somebody work with him. No, we don't pause there. There's no comma in the sentence there. Just keep talking until we get to the end of our thought. He's yep. the only person in the world who mastered the use of the semicolon in spoken word. <laughs> He'll throw a random ellipsis in there and just let it roll. Oh, yeah. What the, what the fuck is an ellipsis? Dot, dot, dot. Dots. Oh, my God. Thank I you. didn't know that had I'm a an name. English teacher. Quit trying to throw <laughs> shit out. Kevin. It's just, it's just a casual way of reminding people we went to college. Aye. There you go. Aye, aye, aye. I was in the community college of Prince of Darkness. <laughs> no, what, did, what, what was the college in there? It was California <laughs> University of Science. A very prestigious <laughs> university. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. Uh, M- Malkovich gets passes for life for dangerous liaisons and, of course, being John Malkovich. You can argue that he's not really doing You can argue that he's not doing anything in there because there are other people piloting him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care! Oh my god, Kevin and I went to see Being John Malkovich when it came out at the theater. There was only four other people, this was opening weekend, and we were definitely the only people laughing. Laughing. What's going on? We were laughing our asses off and everybody else was dead silent. I mean, I like it. Hold on, it doesn't have John Cusack in it as well. It does. It does. It does. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a small world. And doing a damn better job than he did here. Could you imagine, like him, like getting together with Spike Jones and then just getting in the room? Ah, we met on the set of this fucking film about people <laughs> trying to break break out of prison in Alabama by going to California and then somewhere else into yes. Mexico and changing planes. <laughs> Sign me up. Uh, good times. Uh, Kevin yeah. and I also have another theory about being John Malkovich that it needs to be completely redone, but this time it's a portal to Christopher Walken, being Christopher Walken, and with all the changes that would have. I think that would be a genius film also. Sequel? Wow. I'd watch it. <laughs> Sign my ass up. Oh, my. But do you still want Spike Jones to do it? Why not? I, cu- I like Spike Jones. I mean, yeah, he's, he has. No, I mean, to me, of oh, wow. 
The character we'll, we'll, you have the same cast right. except for Walk uh, Walken and Malkovich switch, but then maybe the the storylines are slightly different. You can't still have the one and a half or the half floor and all that. <laughs> 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 that movie oh, was genius, genius. I mean, there are some cool. I mean, I I really like being John Malkovich in general. The only thing that I can, out of Spike Jones's stuff that I didn't quite like was the uh, world of wild where the wild things are. I think. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, acquired taste, I call it. <laughs> Different well, target audience. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me let me say Is this: <laughs> Did you see adaptation? Because yeah, adaptation yeah. brings back Nick uh, Cage, Nick, Nick Cage <laughs> with John Cusack and John Malkovich because they're on the set of oh, yes, being of Ma- John Malkovich. Yep. So it's a sequel yeah, of, of the Con Air. All right. I guess I'm going to have to rewatch Adaptation. I mean, I, I just remember being so bored with it the first time I saw it. Madness. Oh, re- oh no. Madness. 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 No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good Kevin's getting some support on this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't try. <laughs> but then I can honestly see Adaptation be a sequel to Con Air. And then after this whole thing, I would also want to get fat. As well, just like fuck that. <laughs> it's just like, Good although I do, I, yeah. Nick Cage looks shredded. I mean, he looks very nice. Ridiculous. I mean, he is—he's just ripped. I mean, I think again, uh, seeing The Rock first was the first time you're like, Nick Cage—he's been hitting the gym. What is going on? Because yeah, this isn't Nick. Yeah, it's not Nick Cage from Valley Girl. No, no. <laughs> raising Arizona, not so much. Oh, right. with, with the sideburns. I mean, I do like him with sideburns, though. <laughs> I mean, I will say that in, in The Rock, Nick Cage, like, I've never seen him as, as shredded. I mean, like, I don't remember him. I've seen this, like, a number of times. It, he's always kind of like this weird nerd who has this sort of... <laughs> just, this, right. <laughs> like, this isn't happening. <laughs> That's a funny thing. That's, yeah. Kids at home, figure it out what scene this is. Yep. <laughs> It's the right. <laughs> Let me tell you my theory about uh, Nick Cage and the character in this movie before I forget. Halfway through this, at the beginning of the movie, Nick Cage is narrating, and he sounds exactly like High from Raising Arizona. It's the same oh. accent. It's the same accent. So, in you my, went... all of a sudden, I put it together. First okay. comes Raising Arizona after he gets arrested and sent to prison for kidnapping the children, now we're at Con Air. (laughs) At the end of Con Air, they're in Las Vegas, and after his wife realizes what a psychopath he is and dumps him, now we have leaving Las Vegas. Interesting. (laughs) This is my, my Nick Cage universe theory. So where okay, can we incorporate the adaptation in there somewhere? Just, <laughs> maybe it's That's the leaving Las Vegas, but someone just gave him a burger. <laughs> <laughs> just he, he introduced him to cake. And like, Check this out, whipped cream. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> no, I, I do like this. <laughs> like Write no. this down. This, this is. I mean, oh, we should probably bleep this all, like cut it out because this is a movie. And we're dropping pearls <laughs> down here, no question. Yeah. And, and I was, I was raging. I'm like, Nick Cage sucks all the time. I'm oh, like, oh, whoa. I, but I liked Ooh. him in Valley Girl. I love him in Moonstruck. And then I completely fo- forgot about leaving Las Vegas. He actually was fucking knocked that shit out of the park. 
Academy that was Award so winner. Up, uh, upsetting, <laughs> disturbing. So we know he can do it. Well, he, yeah. choo- he chooses not. Nicolo, response. Because <laughs> oh, <I, laughs> you're like a Nick Fade fanboy. Nick I'm, Cage fanboy. Nick Fade. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> Nick obsessed in that sense. Um, Understandable. No, I, just, I, just, I just really like the guy and everything. I have seen the bottom of the barrel direct-to-video movies that he's made. I've seen almost all of them at this point. Seriously, like a couple left. It's not a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> but, it's, but that's the thing. Even in the worst movies, I'm always like, I can tell he cares. To, to, like he cares about acting and he tries to do something different every time, which is why even in Con Air, I'm kind of like, it's super weird what he's doing, but it, it kind of works. Like I cannot move my eyes from him. He's just draws attention to himself. It's kind of like with this weird rule, strong intensity, massive smiles, just happy to be going back to his family. It's like, yeah. Leaving the plane, going to my family. Yeah, no question. Uh, you know they turned. They basically said, "Nick, do whatever you want. Design this. Ki- give yourself a crazy accent. Give yourself crazy hair. Do whatever you want. Cut it I loose." I want to know. I want to know who, whose idea was it to give him the accent. Like, how want to know his. Was it his absolutely. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, like, why? Because he sounds like Frank Underwood. I'm like, are you gonna run for office? I mean, <laughs> 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 Well, there's no this other reason why it takes. Well, he's from Alabama. There is no reason why that's important. It's probably written for like he's from Fresno, right? But he's like, oh no, no, I've got big plans for this role, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, like I'm, I'm looking at his stuff, uh, and I'm, I'm wondering, like, honest to God, like Nicolas Cage is just like he can recite the alphabet. And still find and still be interesting. Absolutely. Right? In Literally. fact, he, he did it right. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Vampire's Kiss. Vampire's yeah. Kiss. Yeah. I so, must have missed that. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> also, check out. Um, what's the guy from the Big Bang Theory? Uh, he he does a good Nick Cage parody. <laughs> um, anyway, he also oh, yeah. does the Alphabet on Conan O'Brien. Um, YouTube is a, is a, is a, is a, is a you know the guy from Unmet as well. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to say is, like, I like the energy, but I ha- kind of have a feeling that if you, he's like Jack Nicholson, like if if they tell him to, like do whatever you want, he's gonna trash the hotel room and just oh, yeah. and put him, give himself a, a, an accent and decide that he needs long hair. <laughs> but in this in this analogy, the hotel room is the movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> Although, like in was it the last detail? I think Jack Nicholson was also. I think kind of like how Ashby was kind of also like do what you want, right? So they actually trashed the hotel, but they filmed it. So, so it was actually on, on, on film but anyway I, I I don't know Like some directors know how to kind of direct his energy and say yeah do what you want but kind of like point him places right, right. I don't think they point him, point him anywhere in here it's kind of like at some point halfway through the film it almost becomes um, I don't want to say tiring to me but kind of mm. sort of like uh, it comes back in into stride in the end, but it's, because everything's kind of just such a mess at the end. But eventually, it kind of just—I don't know—it either everything's kind of at eleven, everything's kind of just turned up so high that you don't, you don't like. I've, I failed to notice him after a while because there's Ving Rhames, there's Danny Trejo trying to rape Ra- Rachel Cotton multiple who, times. By the way, more, I mean, like Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, Danny yeah. Trejo is such an he's an interesting looking guy. He's an interesting actor and underutilized again. Yep. He's just a rape machine and that's all he has to add. But see, this is the this is the problem to me with the writing of the film because all of a sudden, like you, like they they decide, oh, we need to have a character like whose whose superpower is raping, like they all they're all like the Avengers of crime. Like this guy is the anarchist. This guy is the sort of black. He's Panther. like Wolverine if he was a wet rapist. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then whoever wrote it down didn't really think of just like this is kind of gross, guys. Like, right, well, because they, they couldn't all like, be murderers. So they're like, we got to mix it up. How about a, a guy who has admittedly and tattooed himself to prove it? I, I've raped at least 23 women, although 300 if they knew the truth. What does that mean? He, so he, he ran out of money for the tattoo. That's what I'm saying. Who's tattooing you? You're tattooing yourself. If you know the <laughs> truth, you can throw on, I guess, a few more hundred, right? This uh, is his. This is more well, pre-Instagram. This is the caref- carefully <laughs> sort of crafted image. Uh, right, <laughs> twenty-three is a good number. And, and he's not. Version of Instagram. He's not in the top five of most dangerous people on that plane. They don't even mention him. He like gives his own autobiography. Turns to the person next to him. He's like, "Oh yeah, I murdered. Or excuse me, I raped twenty-three women, as far as they know." They're all surprisingly loquacious with one another. They were. Yeah. <laughs> like, can we just? Yeah, I mean, this this what I did. This is who I am. It's like very even, open. Sure. Even Cyrus had heard of him. Oh, I've heard of you. Of course, who hasn't heard of the mass rapist Johnny Twenty Three? It's See, in the prison newsletter. I guess. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> then Danny Trejo in here is kind of like I agree. Is underutilized very because much. I think in, he's. It's almost like his calling card is the tattoo on his chest. Like mm. it's just weird. all over his arm. The, the like the hearts are tattooed for every woman he's raped, admittedly, which doesn't help you in court, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad giveaway. <laughs> no, I'm innocent, Your Honor. <laughs> in, in all fairness, I, w- I would love to see how this film would have been directed by, like, Mike uh, Robert Rodriguez, for instance. I'd love to see mm. that. Because <laughs> it, we, yeah. it would have made massive changes to the script, I think. Um, would have been more violent, I think, as well. Unless this was yeah. a My Kid sequel, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just it bringing Danny Trejo again. Well, no, when did he do Desperado? 95? Four, the best year five. of all time. Yeah. I think it was before yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only reason Danny Trejo is in there. Just because he did Desperado. Right. Was, and Sharkboy and Lava Girl versus Con Air. <laughs> Oh, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, the the Avengers of crime, like holy shit, like this is like the Sinister Six. Uh, like not always just they're introduced like superheroes, and only the only interesting character, well, two. Uh, there's Ving Rhames, and the only other interesting character after they take off his mask is Steve Buscemi. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's dynamite! I I have to say, who doesn't love Buscemi? You can't go wrong. I mean, I love Nicolas Cage. I think he carries this movie, but Buscemi, dynamite. He's great. He is so I great. No complaints. I complain about everybody else in this movie. I got no Buscemi complaints. Yeah. I think what's what's beautiful about Buscemi is that he's quiet. Mm-hmm. It, the movie's insanely loud. It's like music, bangs, shouting, screaming, shooting. And then Buscemi's just kind of like sitting there, awkward smile, nodding, oh, and just quietly talking doll. and speaking with his, doll, <laughs> with his little like, can action figure. I, and, it's, and it works. 
It's like it yeah. all just slowed it, it down. Is a, he is which so is good. an interesting touch because it's the only subtle moment because the, he goes away with this girl and just like, oh, fuck, he's going to kill the girl. I mean, oh my God, this is horrible. But I don't think he does because she waves at him like, ah, right? They, they left on good terms. Right. He so, finds a feral girl at the boneyard. I don't know what's going on over at the boneyard, by the way. There's, there's, isn't it just the old man hiding under the truck and the little girl? And there's no one else left. No, no one else. The take, the In the take, middle of the, nowhere. It's, it's the hills have eyes. It's the caretaker and his kid. Uh, someone has to I take guess. care of the place. Or, or his wife. We don't know the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> or, or this is like Wolf Creek or Hillsides, and Creek. He, has a, he has a basement, and then just... there's another movie happening just on the sideline. You don't want to know about that. It's like he has a human Steve is the, the hero. Back. He is absolutely <laughs> the hero. Could what? you imagine they actually land in this sort of boneyard, and it turns out that someone's actually just making a human centipede in, the, in, in one of these hangars somewhere in there? Wouldn't Jesus. surprise me. I appreciate him again. It's still dawn. <laughs> it would have been more changing. interesting. I appreciate oh, him getting back on the plane, by the way, when he had no reason to. Good time. Thanks. <laughs> he's just, I mean, he's, he's literally a serial killer, right? And there's this, they show like the, the broken like teacup on the table. So we're supposed to think that he's murdered this little girl. What wow. the hell is happening? It's like, what is this movie? I think, Maybe the girl was mad he left too soon and and smashed the cup. That's what I'm going with. My theory <laughs> is, because it's uh, two theories I have on this. One is because it wasn't really written on it in any way. So it's just mm. like, Alice improvise on the set on the day. Another one would be in one of the um, uh, cuts, they they didn't have the little shot of the girl going like bye so it would be the implication would be he actually did kill absolutely it. but and then test audiences were like this is this is cruel like yeah. <laughs> i like steve buscemi and then they were like fine it's a lot less fun <laughs> if it's like the murdered like, girl because it's out of nowhere like this girl comes out, like waves at them like almost like, like salutes like in the like an arm again just like go get him boss. so ridiculous like, <laughs> oh my god yeah it would have been a very dark turn if Bashemi's on the plane covered in blood holding a barbie i mean <laughs> no he wasn't covered like all, all he no, used no, to, no, he wasn't. it would have like, been a different was, movie <laughs> but but he's the only sort of subtle character because he's kind of like he has this sort of candle and for, it's for you to infer that it's like oh he did something and then it's like oh it's, he's not done anything and he's singing a song as they're crashing the plane I'm going to make an appearance <laughs> later on <laughs> yeah um, that entire ending is just confusing like the movie's basically done and then they're like no but we need more action. There's not been enough action. Just more action. Just get a yep. fire engine. Just get a fire engine. Just put a chase. Just destroy Las Vegas. Like, sure. He's not Why subtle not? about stealing that fire engine either. He's like climbing no. across the top in full view of 50 cops. Waving. They're never going to catch him. Oh, a great <laughs> yeah. shot, by the way. He's doing this in full view of 50 cops. And these cops on bikes notice him. And a donut gets dropped. On yes. <laughs> And you were complaining about the cinematography. Come on. I mean, <laughs> I mean, this is one of the moments where I was actively just laughing my ass off. That's the right like, reaction. In a good way. In a good way. Yes. Good way. So I wrote it down as like one of my small moments because I have another one that it's a throwaway line that Dave Chappelle does. They ask him to open his mouth and he goes like, oh, your breath smells like shit. And he's like, he told me he loved me. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> that was a good line. 
That's a yeah, it's some deep comedy in <laughs> From the random anyway. prison I mean he the random prison guard was dropping comedy as well. It's like stewardess, what's the in flight movie? Oh, the award winning film I'll never eat steak on a beach and make love to a woman again ever. <laughs> uh, that was then, pretty good. Like what kind of a plane is it, by the way? Like we need to get through the geography of this. Like they have no like B section, like there's this sort of seats it was like a like... world war ii uh yep. bomber <laughs> what the hell was it yeah is it yeah. i think it's like a c12 something right so it's like a transport something but they have seats like it looks like economy class b well, 747 and they have these yeah. cages <laughs> right in the middle That's right in the middle and then they have first class <laughs> <laughs> that's right <laughs> They give you the hot towel. I mean, whatever you need in the first class. Yeah, because in front, these seats are kind of like more spaced. I'm like, wow. (laughs) They really take care of these people. Right. By the way, you know that Conair is a real thing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm just like wondering, this is for sure, this is not real. Like, this can't be real. Google it. I'm like, fucking hell, this is real. (laughs) They actually do shit like this. They're not flying John Wayne Gacy commercial, okay? <laughs> yeah. Quick transport. Well, but it's also quite expensive. Like, think about this. I mean, then again, you know, American government has loads of money to spend. You know, this is where your taxes are going to. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> gone air. Not my prisons. <laughs> yeah, because this is the federal government. So whatever they did was a federal crime. Otherwise, they wouldn't mm. be crossing state lines. So how how was this killing a man in front of a bar in an oil field, I suppose, a federal crime. That's the, it's the oil field. That's what makes it a federal crime. The oil field. Yeah. Get out of here. Land. That's why it makes no sense. Well, I, yeah. I think... I don't think this film has to make any sense like at all. It's just, I think, at some point I just realized I don't think I'm supposed to take any of this seriously, like at all. Well, Otherwise, I'm just gonna be angry. You're right. I oh, mean, just yeah. as far as I as far as I know, I'm not a lawyer or anything. If you like agree to a plea bargain with the district attorney, the judge would be like, "Oh, you you pled guilty. Oh, no. Well, now you get thirty. I'm throwing out that deal. Well, but I take back the deal. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, you take back the deal. So I want to go to trial. <laughs> you, they can't just say fuck that. Boo! <laughs> Guess what? What? Guilty. Yeah. Just pull up landscape and leave on the first plane to the <laughs> Just I'm, I'm looking. It is kind of like this sort of the trial in a Michael Bay directed music video with Aerosmith in the background playing. Right? <laughs> it's just now you're not, you're not gonna take like, at least eight. No, what's how how long? Are you gonna, at least five to ten years. Like they give him like an interval. Like no, like just what the fuck? Like give him a number. Like if, if you're making an example of like 30 years fucking going <laughs> because of your training you're you're a deadly weapon and you know how to use your hands to kill a man so it's, right it's I mean, just let your ass get kicked at that point i guess <laughs> even when they have a knife what? accept it there's three of them i don't give a damn what training you i mean if you're bruce lee you're still allowed to defend yourself as far as i know well he's a ranger know. and i'm told rangers are deadly weapons they lead the way <laughs> <laughs> they, they, you know they go where no man has gone before like you know they take beaches that no one else wants to right so, so i don't know it's just such a mess it's such a mess and but then i'm honest honestly 
there's a lull in the middle. Like this is where I fell asleep because I like when they're in the boneyard and they're dragging a plane. Fucking why? I think I may have also missed out on this whole idea that there was this other plane that they were supposed to take, and there's this double cross. I... Someone explain this to me, please. There's this. There's the. There's the um, mafioso-looking guy who's kind of like Colombian, Colombian sort yep. of. Some he was supposed to arrange a plane, right? Yes, right. If, but there is a plane in there, and he just fucks off. I'm like, what? What's going on? Right. They basically. So the plan was that they take over the plane, they rescue Sendino, and then they fly to the boneyard outside of Fresno. It's a lot of Fresno talk here, and they meet Sendino, who's evidently got another plane. That they'll all get on that plane fly to a non-extradition country and then their like paid vacation for the rest of their lives is the plan. But of course they established Sendino firebombed the Senator's yacht with two of his cousins on it. So it doesn't matter. He doesn't, he doesn't follow uh, whatever your handshake agreement was. Sorry, pal. Guess again. (laughs) It's yeah. It's such a mess. And then some, for some reason, John Cusack gets their own time. In a in Colmini's car, yep. where did he get the keys? Unless Colmini is such a badass, he's like, I want to leave the keys in the in the ignition. And, I don't and how much are they paying DEA agents these days? By the way, to get a yeah. vintage vet, yeah. I'm like, wow, just <laughs> brand mean, new and shining. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The idea would be that he's a a big fish, right? But then why why is he doing on the ground? <laughs> like he should be behind the desk, just on the phone, going like, do it, right. <laughs> You'd have to be well, the director. It's like Miami yeah. Vice. It's like Miami Vice. What the hell were they doing with those cars? They were just right. cops. Ferraris. Driving Ferraris. They, they, they were detectives. making like 50 grand a year and they're driving, you know, $100,000 cars. Yeah. Good luck. Come, no. come now. Clearly, they were quite crooked, crooked right? <laughs> just like the cocaine didn't sell itself. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Yeah, so many things. And then there's, I mean, I suppose Comini is there just for the sort of like, this is no longer your jurisdiction, pal. It's like, I make it my jurisdiction. Like, fucking this, like, yeah. But this is like, again, like a like a wink to something else, like TV cop, cop shows and yeah. whatever. Every episode yeah. of Law and Order. <laughs> it's our case! Yeah. <laughs> it's still... <laughs> drama. Look, I appreciate that they murdered a DEA agent. It doesn't instantly become the DEA's job to hunt down escaped criminals. I mean, that's still the, under the purview of the U.S. Marshal Service. Sorry, I don't care. Just because you say it's now my case doesn't make it so. Good Lord. I mean, it, it, but it then kind of just go. It's such a mess. Like they have the guy from Dangerous Minds, which is also a Jerry Bruckheimer production. He was also in Hackers. <laughs> yes. Who's like cross dressing for no apparent reason. That was his crime. That was illegal <laughs> back in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, why, why was he on the tra- thing too? What, yeah. Why? Why is he on there? Like, yeah, how come like, he didn't get a voice? Crime over? of queerness. And, and also, yeah. why didn't Danny Trejo go like, "Hey, boy"? <laughs> Just look up, look awful nice and just... <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's it's written by these it's like it could be written by Troy Duffy uh, honest to god Troy oh, Duffy geez. exactly <laughs> that is right like it's it's kind of like yeah we need to get one character who's a rapist so let's raping is just his character like this is his identity all he talks about is raping and then the character traits make a character who's cross-dressing and this is a crime apparently so make his make it his identity so he finds a suitcase in this abandoned house and there are dresses in there and he goes like wow 
that's nice. <laughs> just like, who did this? Who invented this? Who wrote this? Well, apparently nobody, because it was just written on the lap, yeah. like you know, like, while they were re- rehearsing or resetting scenes. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was a very sensitive yeah. depiction of a trans person. No question. Yes, yeah. it's, it's aged very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm just watching this. I'm like, Christ, like this, like the '90s were was this was a time in memoriam. This is never going to happen again. <laughs> Oh, I mean, literally, I mean, and I wrote this down, spoiler alert, for one of my things, is it's like Dave Chappelle goes on like a 20-minute like racist rant about Native Americans. Every like one <laughs> shot calling him YMCA and doing a harangue <laughs> dance. It's like they didn't care back in the 90s. Anything was cool back in the day. It was a different time. Clearly. <laughs> it's... A- <laughs> Although I would probably and then say like no one really knew what Dave Chappelle would say because he's kind of like oh, Dave yeah. action and, and Dave's kind of like inventing shit on the spot. It wasn't so, live. Nothing. They can edit. <laughs> <laughs> Although he, he has a, like he sits in a in a chair and then just like there are people walking by and just casually takes out uh, like this condom from his from his throat just. Oh. <clears throat> Just like, that was like no one notices and then there's like what is it gasoline in there yeah it just lights yeah. a gun like so they planned this too like, yes he was, was pinball pinball was it was in on it. <laughs> i appreciate again pinball was another dude who was just like hey cameron po- oh my bad i thought you were somebody else let me still give you my biography hey i'm a dope fiend and you know i'm in prison for uh it's like everybody's got to give their resume evidently and he was they, they 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 hire him to take the uh, transponder and put it in the uh, in the other plane and then this this woman's like what are you doing here they're just like oh i'm from the department of erections i mean corrections <laughs> high comedy no question <laughs> just, just smooth and we haven't even talked about swamp thing who shows oh, up right. to fly the plane and there's no explanation why he's called swamp thing i guess because he's from louisiana i mean is that what we're supposed to think I think sure. this probably was, is like that, right? Because Simon was like, "This is this guy's going to be from Louisiana." Oh, I know Swamp Thing. That's, that's it. That's all his character. That's his character now. Yeah, he doesn't. John Cusack isn't on the megaphone going, "And here is Swamp Thing." Uh, he's uh, what is his crime? I live in the swamp. It was uh, <laughs> the land was protected. I could not live there, so I was illegally squatting. Well, unless he is the real Swamp Thing from the 1982. Oh, another sequel. And this makes it a comic book film, which again makes sense because this is like the fucking Sinister Six. (laughs) That's right. It's just so ridiculous. It's literally cartoonish. Yeah, I was just thinking, should I take notes when I'm watching this? No. And I was just like, no, because there's going to be like pages of just quotes. (laughs) Yeah. I have all my notes right here, baby. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, but did you guys know? By the way, uh, the uh, they originally they thought it would be a good idea to uh, do the ending not in Las Vegas, but they wanted to aim the plane at the White House. <laughs> oh my! God. I know that was apparently one of the ideas to have the sort of plane just crash into the White House, which would be quite present for 1997, right? Yes. So fly from <laughs> Alabama to California. Back to Washington DC. You sure why not? Yes. I want to take a gas. I don't even want to get into the I mean they probably would have to rewrite the locations because I'm like they have to refill in like Fresno because they don't have enough fuel and they would fly to Washington. I mean, <laughs> I mean the geography doesn't make sense during the action scenes, so 
Could you imagine how long this film would be? It'd be long. <laughs> It'd be a lot of refueling. Just an hour of them sitting quietly on the plane, taking a nap, <laughs> eating peanuts, <laughs> waiting for five hours to pass. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, oh, did I ask you guys what do you, what, what do we think about Rachel Dakota? Because that's some that's someone you. She, she, I don't want to say she she had a shelf life. But but this is like I'm watching this and I'm, I really like her and it's just kind of like what we do with Nicolo in the show. It's like every single week we we talk about about this and it's just like this this actress is amazing. Like Elizabeth Shue in Hollowmans, she's amazing. Mm. Why is she not doing more? And Rachel Tikodin was a very sort of characteristic sort of persona to me. I mean, I really liked her in Total Recall. Total really Recall, nice. absolutely. Yeah. And then like, where is she? Like now, like what was she? Like why why has she not done more? I'm just because like, she's almost like. I don't know, like almost a throwaway character, but she's uh, to me she's always a very memorable face as well. Yeah, yeah. She was the she's the kindly presence. guard. She's the kindly mm. guard yeah. bishop. Uh, who was sensitive oh. to uh, to Cameron Poe? Right. She's basically her, her, sadly her role was basically here's somebody for Johnny Twenty Three to rape. So another reason why Cameron Poe can't leave the plane. That's basically what it is. Again, the writing is just like we're writing a female character with an express reason to have her be be a victim of 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 the guy whose the entire identity is just rape, just talking about rape and practicing (laughs) rape. I mean, just what's going on? Nobody cares about the guy just talking about all his rapes. Unless he has somebody, uh, you know, to focus on. Honestly, I think she exists in this film only for Danny Trejo. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is sort of my main gripe with the film is that, um, you know, like Michael Bay films, I mean, they're acquired taste, but they're kind of like, I don't want to say infantile. Yeah, they're infantile. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, like they're Hard so to f- deny. I'm not, I can't remember if he writes his own shit as well, but if, if mm. he... It just characterizes these people like okay if, if there is a girl like if there's a female character she can be only one of two things either super extra hot supermodel type or a fat lady eating a burger in while making a mess of herself nothing in between no like, regular ca- people yeah yeah no there's, there's all just cliches like cars can either be lamborghinis or like beat up trucks right and <laughs> so, so in here it's kind of like turned up a notch kind of like these guys don't have person like the only person who actually has personality well two people would be nicholas cage's character has some kind of background because there's the woman his wife the daughter and whatever and the only character who actually has personality without revealing anything is steve buscemi yep everybody everybody else is a a walking talking cliche yeah yeah well this it is true and we haven't talked about nearly enough that john cusack is basically a zero in this movie zero and yes. I love Cusack. I, do too. I love Cusack. But he runs like a girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, he's wearing Birkenstocks. They make references to his sandals that he's wearing. So it makes it difficult. <laughs> Why is he wearing sandals? Because he cares about the environment and he's well-read. <laughs> He is well-read. That's the, that's the character de- development. Like, this is the character. That was, yeah. It's just that like, he's going to wear him. sandals. Ironically, <laughs> not ironically. Well, ironically, from the uh, and the screenwriter would ironically make him wear sandals. Yep. <laughs> Unless it was Cusack's choice, we don't know. Could have just shown on set with those. So bad. <laughs> he said, "I'm wearing these. You better write it into the script." 
It's, it, yeah, it's such a mess. Such a mess. Although there, there, there are some cool scenes in there. It's a beautiful mess. It's a beautiful. It's mess, a beautiful mess. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think the jury's out on this. Oh no! <laughs> Not as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I think you're dead set on hating this. I will say I that. Mean, I get, yeah. Don't get me wrong. You're like like these like movies like the I love the Expendables. I love the Expendables. That's a bridge too is far like, for me. You know, it kind of is. It kind of is like the Expendables, but not five. as good. <laughs> like, well, no, the, it, like the Expendables twelve is what this is. Well, the, the concept is kind of like that. They're, they're suppo- it's almost accidentally a meta action film, right? I don't. I wouldn't really? accuse these people who made this of consciously doing this. <laughs> they were just pulling left, right, and center because it looked cool, but not because they were just making observations about the popular culture of the time. I think they just accidentally made it happen. Right. Yes. I yeah. agree. Because I'm like, I'm. Hold on. Let me just quickly pull up the Jerry Bruckheimer films. Like, just yeah, get well, ready to be dazzled. Box. Yeah. Oh, no. I think on Letterbox it says it's the first. Proper like Jerry Bruckheimer production movie, like with his production house with Jerry Bruckheimer films, and it does feel like it encapsulates uh, everything it was going to make from there on. Out. Well, that's because I think Don Simpson probably died just before that. Yeah, yeah, you have to look at the Don Simpson uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, so Don Simpson died nineteen ninety six. 19th January. So it makes sense right that before, this is yeah. probably the first, maybe. Because the, the Rock was was both of them together. The Rock was both uh, of them together. Con Air was the first one where it was just Jerry Bruckheimer. Yeah, oh, but The God. Rock was released mm-hmm. after his death. But I think the film was completed, right? But if you look at the sort of the mid nineties, <laughs> so okay, this is the Jer- Jerry Bruckheimer produced films. So you had Bad Boys nineteen ninety five, same year. Bad Boys, Crimson Tide, Dangerous Minds, then The Rock, Con Air, and then Armageddon, Enemy of the State. Oh, great. Coyote, Oh, great. Coyote, yeah. Coyote Ugly, Gone in 60 Seconds, Remember the Titans, and then from there on, there's Black Hawk Down, Pearl Harbor, and whatever. I have never mid- seen yeah. any of these movies. <laughs> uh, you are missing out. You are. How oh do you goodness. live? Oh, I live, friend. <laughs> how do you live without, without it? <laughs> in blissful ignorance of Tony Scott and Michael Bay? <laughs> Because in the that 80s, something by Tony Scott. What do I like by Tony Scott, Kevin? In the everything. 80s, Don Simpson and everything. Jerry, exactly. <laughs> they were doing Top Gun and Days of Thunder. Oh. They were doing. They Beverly were planting Hills those seeds. Beverly Hills Cop. They were planting mm. those. I think Beverly Hills Cop Two, I think, right? Uh, yes. They oh, were. Uh, yeah, as well. All sorts of good stuff, man. Oh, Tony Scott is Ridley Scott's brother, right? Yes, that's correct. Yes, he is. Yes. Well, was he's dead? He's dead. But yeah. Right. Yes, um, but yeah. So like, I'm 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 looking at this, and Corner is kind of like smack in the middle of this sort of string of films. But for some reason, it's kind of like um, if you wanted to introduce someone to uh, like that shit, <laughs> who be like show them Corner, and it's like this is oh, yeah. this pretty much all in one. <laughs> it's just all or right, like, or like it's like a it's like a puzzle box of like. If, do you want to know how? Do you, do you want to find out how many people, how many films from the early nineties you remember? Just watch Connor and see if you can fish out a few references. Speed, <laughs> like Die Hard Two, and just like it's all there. <laughs> it's just very odd. All right, I found my Tony Scott, the one Tony Scott movie that I really like. Are you ready? Okay. It's The Hunger. 
Ooh. Oh, right. <laughs> that's, <laughs> a deep, that's a deep cut. Oh, that's kind of the deepest. <laughs> with, with David Bowie just aging Absolutely. on while he's waiting to see a doctor. We love oh, we yeah. love that the hunger because so it is so ridiculous. <laughs> it is so if you haven't seen it lately, there's a scene where she just David Bowie has now become like a desiccated mummy and she just tosses his ass in a crate in the attic and <laughs> closes the blind yeah. and says, Adios, moving on. <laughs> we, we she's did she's still Catherine this, De- Deneuve. So. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> these Egyptian vampires. <laughs> Another beautiful mess. Yep. Oh yeah. I have to <laughs> say, oh, yeah. how, how dare you, sir? <laughs> I I saw Con Air in the theater in Belgium, of all places, because it's it's just what you do if you're in Belgium on vacation. You're like, you know what? Museums? No, no, no. I got to go to the theater and see Nicolas Cage at his finest. And I remember at the time being disappointed. But I'll mm. tell you what, the years, because you're kind of like, it's still all right. But as you watch it, for me at least, it grows on you. Kind of, you're right. Initially, you're like, this plot doesn't make sense. Malkovich is off the wall and ridiculous, but not in a good way. Um, but then the moment you put all that stuff aside, then you can just kind of luxuriate in the craziness <laughs> i think yeah I, that's, I agree. that's i totally I grew, agree. yeah i i can see this being a grower you know <laughs> this not a show definitely not a shower definitely not a shower i watched this and then at the end like even the credits they have these sort of like it's like a sitcom sort of credits yes. they have this it's like the predator <laughs> like predator in, the, in 1987 with these like freeze frames like call me and he goes like <laughs> it's yeah but take yeah, the weirdest stakes <laughs> no but this like, after, it's almost two hours long and it actually does feel like it's an aerosmith video and actually feels like the sets are kind of like the music video sets <laughs> i can i can totally agree that this is like on like the third and fourth watch i can totally just see this as this is just part of the allure <laughs> like this is something like like someone someone's trying to imitate make michael bay tony scott michael mann and john Woo all in one but they don't know what makes what makes what they do great they just pick <laughs> out the cliches and yeah. that's <laughs> made a movie out of this well nick cage made this and uh, face off back to back literally like Ooh, leave one set arrive on the other it was released oh what same a double feature is it same a double feature man oh when hold on let me just quickly double check when was face off released same talk about ridiculous movies face off i think i had to see at the theater too and i was like what no one's gonna think just by peeling your face off that you're somebody else it's just bone structure (laughs) and stuff it's just good science okay nicola i'll I'll leave i'll leave it for you to respond to this (laughs) because we're both fans of face face off (laughs) Face of face of is an is an acquired taste, but you know. John Woo in general. When you're in the club of Woo, yeah. it's everything or nothing, you know. Well, there have to be at least one fight scene where they're just doves for some reason. Get these damn doves out of the church, for God's sake! When the doves cry. That's right. Did you know that they were released like twenty days apart? Ooh, what a time to be alive! This is June 1997. <laughs> June 1997, boys and girls. Heaven is a place on Earth. before it was born. 
such a yeah the mid 90s like because i don't know because I, I think i'm slightly younger than you kevin because i like i was just about i think 1997 i would have been 13 so i was just about kind of like i saw the rock in in in, in cinema so i was just like this is mm. the best film i've ever seen this is great <laughs> <laughs> it really is it really is <laughs> just with the green balls and Ed Harris. I didn't even know who Ed Harris was. I remember I saw him <coughs> maybe a year earlier in Apollo 13. I was just wearing mm. these waistcoats, like a fucking bad hats. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of like it is it is a film for like 15-year-old boys. Like I'll put it this way. Like this is this this in the is the sort like it is for people who love the Bundog Saints will probably love this. The so Rock? I'll probably love this because I really like the Boondock Saints. You, you've got, I mean, you got Ed Harris, God. who is dynamite in The Rock. And let's not bury the lead. You've got Sean Connery in The Rock, for God's yeah. sakes. It's like... The James with, Bond spin-off. With, with this, yeah, exactly. Because is, it is suggested that he's like James Bond. That he Bond, is right? James Bond. Very heavily. Very heavily. And he has the best line in the world. Just like, winners always moan about their best. Your best. Losers always Richard? whine about their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> Such a great line. Such a great line. Uh, this film actually would have... A, I could see Sean Connery being one of the, one of the convicts in there. Stay, same character. I want this oh to my. be in the universe of The Rock. <laughs> like entrapment. <laughs> Replace John Cusack with Sean Connery. Oh. No, but he has to be a convict on like on release, you know, helping them. Like He'd be Richard one of the Gere, guys, like yeah. Richard Gere in in Jackal. <laughs> oh God! Oh, Richard Gere in the Jackal! What a horror story! I mean, if you haven't seen the Jackal, consider yourself lucky. What a, what I've a seen nightmare. the Jackal. Oh. I've seen the Jackal. I'm missing it. I'm missing that one with his crazy Irish accent. Richard Gere. Richard Gere. <laughs> Irish actor Richard Gere. Yes. Should, and the master of disguise, do... Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, he has, like the scene where he has long hair and a mustache. It's just fucking oof, kill me now, because um, <laughs> it's like a poor man's parody of the Day of the Jackal, right? Yes, <laughs> but um, parody. And, <laughs> it's a parody. Be a remake, right? But that's a way to appreciate it. I think <laughs> that's right. It's basically made by the yeah. Wayans brothers. <laughs> Who did this, by the way? No, we can't. <laughs> it has, it has to be Michael it's also probably the same. Jones. Oh, Christ, really? <laughs> oh, the same guy who made Rob Roy and Basic Instinct 2. Oh, Basic my God, Instinct Rob 2! Roy was so terrible. Yeah, not Basic Oof. Instinct. Basic Instinct 2. Also, the Jackal released in 1997. I saw it in the cinema. I did too. I, did. I saw it once and only once. <laughs> I think I, I may, have, I may have rented experience. it on home video as well, but I, I don't know. Whew. We should probably do the jackal as like a double, like the um, the IRA double bill with blown away. Oh god! <laughs> it's a cacophony of ridiculous Irish accents. Just <laughs> you, you, your life will be forever changed once you want to hear Jeff Bridges and Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Jones! Fake, fake <laughs> Irish accents, throwing the devil's own in there as well. It's it's offensive. <laughs> As an Irish American, offensive. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is so bad. Uh, I don't Jeez. know. I don't even know where do we go from there. I think we might as well just kind of just go around the table, do our closing thoughts, and then go through our top threes. How about that? All unless right. you guys, uh, unless you have something you want to get off your chests. <laughs> don't go there. see the jackal. 
<laughs> I mean, a part, of PSA. Me, part of me wants to force Nico to watch the Jackal so that we can have a, have a laugh on it. On I mean, it's, it is in my watch list. It's been for a while. It's on the FBI's watch list as well, if I remember. <laughs> oh, my. Like, you know how, okay, well, I'm going to spoil some things for you. Like, you know how in the day of the Jackal, the guy's like assembling a rifle? Like, mm-hmm. that's what he's building. This guy is building, like, a 50 cow machine gun <laughs> that he's going to quietly assassinate a politician with. It's huge! <laughs> it's a weapon. It's like a howitzer! <laughs> it's like a cannon! He, built, he bought a, a Polish cannon, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a bad Man. movie. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so Kevin, Aaron, how about you go through our, uh, your th- closing thoughts? What's the final take close- on, Con- on Connor? My closing thought is a quote from the movie. Hooray for the sounds of fucking silence. <laughs> I thought you were going to go with the uh, Leonard Skinner lines, just like, oh, irony, like, like dancing to a song on a plane by a band that died in a plane crash. I'm like, that's actually quite true. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, my closing thoughts on Con Air. I think if you can just accept that it's ridiculousness, it, that it's just madness. Nicholas Cage is a joy, is a joy. He absolutely is. Steve Buscemi is is a vision from the heavens. No question. Yeah. If you can just let those parts walk and then take a little nap in the boneyard, you'll love it. You'll love it. It's dynamite. Take a nap in the boneyard sounds offensive as well, by the way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The boneyard yeah. itself, just the name, is kind of offensive. It's a junkyard <laughs> that they call the boneyard, by the way. It's a, I'm not opening a club called the boneyard, by the way. <laughs> but you could. You could. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, I have to agree. It's 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 one of those movies, and I know it's a cop out to say it, but you just have to turn off your brain, just enjoy it for what it is. Um, and that's how we felt like again the first time I watched it I did not like this I was like why do people even love this movie and rewatching it I, I I got it this time I got it I was like yeah it's it's dumb it's <laughs> dumb fun but it's I think I watched it in the right mood as well I just vibed with it I was into it just dumb <laughs> it's plain dumb I I'll have to say I mean this I'll, I'll have to rewatch this like six months eight from months from now I'll have to see whether my theory of this on this being a grower holds mm. <laughs> holds any sort of water <laughs> because it's kind of like it's I know it's dumb fun it's cheesy it's like an Aerosmith video with like styrofoam sets but holy shit it put me to sleep literally put me to sleep halfway through and I had to just go like what the fuck's happening oh by the way didn't even mention this like the military is 10 minutes away I'm like 25 minutes later, they're still in like <laughs> the, on the horizon. Like, how far are they? I mean, it just makes no sense. <laughs> so it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a no for me, but oh. it's kind of a no for me. It's kind of a no for me for now. <laughs> then it's, I can know you have to vibe with it. And I know this is to Christopher Nolan. Like, just feel it. Just, feel, just, just don't try to. It. Just, just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't feel it when, when, like there's music blaring on all like it's just so loud it's it's almost like a joel schumacher batman movie right it's, it's, 
it's just it's very loud it's very bombastic i have my problems with michael bay and this is like someone taking the things i don't like about michael bay and just using like making a movie exclusively out of that all the dutch (laughs) angles all the orbiting shots all the stuff everything's just shot in the golden hour because like for some reason they're refueling at 5 30 it's just i know it i know it's yeah it, it it honestly needs like a guitar solo by joe perry in the background and if that's your if that's your cup of tea, I I, I only see I, I can only see that. But I'll, for for me, it's it's a no for now. I'll have to revisit this, so stay tuned for that. I'll I'll, I'll report later. <laughs> if, you, if you change your mind, we'll all come back here and you can explain it to us. <laughs> oh no, I don't I don't want to explain this because I I think it will be like I, you just have to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you're saying it's a no for me. It sounds like we're on American Idol or something. Like, <laughs> it's, it's no, sorry man, it's no for me. Too pitchy. It's, uh, yeah, it's like the shark tank. It's just like, I'm out. <laughs> That's right. It is the shark tank. <laughs> oh, yeah. Christ. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think it's just, I'm a, I'm a fan of cheese, but some some types of cheese, not for me. Like, you know, I, I can I can, I can can stomach some brie, but if you like try to feed me Stilton for two hours at, at a time, I'll be like, fucking go away. <laughs> No, this isn't even Stilton. It's that cheese for sandwiches where each slice is individually wrapped. American cheese is what we call it here. It's that press processed strips. That's the one that the cheese comes we're up like a. Li- it comes out as a liquid into these plastic wrappers, and then they press it together and says, "Oh, look, it's a slice." No, it's not a slice. It used to be a liquid. Hey, sometimes that's what I want. <laughs> I heard the French quoted as little coffins for what once was cheese. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, oh, this is what the French calls le American cheese. <laughs> fromage, fromage American. <laughs> just... <laughs> okay, how about we go through our top threes first? So, uh, Aaron, you go first. Top three moments. I want to hear your top three moments. <laughs> The fact that it starts off with with that exact same accent, like it's Raising Arizona Part 2, to uh, uh, Cusack, oh my God, Cage is jacked. His boobs are so big, it looks like a Hollywood actress had implants. And three, which I stole from Kevin, Buscemi at the craps table at the end. That is by far the best scene in the whole movie. Is it is it is it fair to say that he's the same character as Steve Buscemi in Armageddon? Oh, no question. <laughs> he's Buscemi in everything. <laughs> I read somewhere that when he auditioned uh, for Armageddon, he plays that character like he's a geologist. And the moment he got cast, they changed the character and called him Rockhound and made him some kind of a sex fiend. Kevin, what's your top three? I have to say, okay, my top three. Number one is, you can mock me, but I thought the relationship between Baby O and Cameron Poe, it it pulled my heartstrings. When they hug in the jail cell, he says, I'm going home, son. He's like, don't get all mushy on me, man. I loved it. I thought it was, it was special. It was, it was like a real, I'm sorry. It was like a real emotional beat there for a minute. I'm like, I'm feeling this a little bit. Kevin, I'm embarrassed for you. I won't tell anyone you said that. I'm embarrassed. I'm, I, I mean, 
It's now in public domain. I'm sorry. Okay, no, yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, if they didn't have to co- hold these boxes, they would have clearly hold that hands. Absolutely. Because <laughs> he gave them the damn coconut treat like at the beginning of the movie, and now they're lifelong oh, buddies and friends. Can't leave a man behind. Uh, number two is the ridiculousness of John Malkovich's death. Okay. He gets stabbed with like a sharp, like rod of some sort. He gets handcuffed to the fire truck's ladder. He gets smashed through like the overpass over the, the strip flies through, hits some power lines, drops down into now there's like a, a quarry or something falls onto a conveyor belt that drops him under a, a pneumatic rock hammer that just, he just lays there as a thing just bashes him. Pow. He ain't there. He's not in the sequel. That's the end of John Malkovich. It was an overkill. A little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Good stuff. And, and I have to say, and I agree with, with Aaron, the final scene, you think the movie's over there's like new shooter at the craps table and they pan up and there's Steve Buscemi. I'm feeling lucky. So the damn serial killer who killed 30 people across five States. Now he's on the loose again. Good times. The, the person who, who wore his latest victim's face as a hat for three States. I'm like, that's a long time to wear some, anyone's face as a hat. I agree. Can I make an adjustment to my list? I just had a, an image pop up. At, at the end, when they go to pull the bodies out and they go up to Trejo and they're like, this one's dead and they grab the body, <laughs> but, the arm, but the arm is still hanging there. That's, that's a good visual gag. That was good. <laughs> Classic. So bad. So Nicolo, your top three? Uh, sure. N- number three is just... Nicolas Cage has to get back to the plane. He has the needle. He just decides to run through the gunfire. It's madness. Nothing makes sense. And just the music is blasting. It doesn't get shot at all. I'm <laughs> just like watching it with a massive grin going, this makes no sense, but yes. <laughs> just, you run, Nick. Just jump over the cars. Explosions everywhere. Where's, where's people shooting at? I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Just vibing with it. It's just a cool moment. Second moment... <laughs> Nicolas Cage wants to get the message to John Cusack and he just types the message on, on like Pimple's body and drops it from the airplane. <laughs> Where did just... he get the marker? It was oh, in his, his pocket. Yeah, just oh, from his course. pocket there's boxes Actually. and just sure, he just takes it and just the body just falls on the car of Don Davis <laughs> for some reason he's in this movie. And it's, it makes no sense. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous but it's it's be, wonderful. Be, it's magical. Just, that would not be a radio message, by the way. <laughs> before, the body, before the body falls on the car, he's just like, ah, oh, clean the car and now, bird shit. And he's trying to clean the bird shit with his <laughs> tissue. Like, oh, Christ. Like, this, yes. Yes. like, that body should have been. It shouldn't be there. There should be nothing. It just moves. It's just right. red. I don't know. Dipped anyway. in blood. And then cars hit the car from all four directions for some reason. <laughs> Not, not, as, as you of do. Course. That's what we expect. Um, and lastly, it's a bit of a cheat, but just the one-liners in this movie are insane. From the cheesiest one, like, please, please sigh, Onara, and just burning the guy. It's stupid. You have Nicolas Gage going, put the bunny back in the box. Just stupid, but it, but it works. 
just all of those. Uh, it's it's good. It's it's cheesy goodness. I love my cheese, you know. Okay. I'm not lactose intolerant. Thank you. <laughs> okay. okay, I'll put a few honorable mentions because I don't, I never, I don't, didn't never mention them, but I had them on the list. Yeah, cool. Okay. So that's not the top three, but I just wanted to mention these because we didn't mention them. When the, when the guys like land in the boneyard and there's they all just think, taste freedom and they all ran out. There's this one guy who does snow angels in the sand. In, in the dirt, yes. <laughs> and there's this also when they when they're pulling the the plane and Ving Rames is whipping the guards. Yes. <laughs> Like, like ancient Egypt, like an Egyptian <laughs> slave driver. <laughs> like this is this is political commentary, you know. Because like, he's he's this sort of Black Panther sort of guy, and he's just like taking revenge on this black, white oppressors. Uh, like you know, I could see some people like doing a lecture in in film studies on this. On this oh, it's scene deep. Alone. It's deep. <laughs> it's so deep. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I did mention that your breath smells like shit. He told me you loved me. <laughs> okay, but the actual top three is let's just say make a move and the bunny gets it. <laughs> that's such a cool line. It's the that's the only time when I'm just looking at Markovic. I'm like, that's great, <laughs> great John. <laughs> the plane dragging Colmini's car. <laughs> just, it's just such a bizarre image. I really like it. But the absolute top of just. You know, it encapsulates what the film is to me, which is the big ending when they're landing on the Vegas Strip. The music goes, Meow! and everyone, everyone's shouting, and Steve Buscemi goes, like, he has the hole. <laughs> 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 holding his candle, and everyone's kind of like, <laughs> John Cusack's like, don't land, don't land, and just like, fucking Jesus. Yeah, that's the <laughs> And then the, the, the carnage that ensues, it's like, it's, it's just the best. There are other streets in Las Vegas, by the way. You didn't have to land on the strip. <laughs> but, you know, but this, this is... This and is, the this airfield is... is before the strip. So they could have gone to McLaren Airfield before that. And there were no cars on the strip, if you notice. And where the fuck is that 10-mile tunnel in Las Vegas? I'm not sure where that was. That's correct. Is I'm wondering if this if this tunnel is the same tunnel they use in the Terminator, and it's like somewhere <laughs> in LA. We don't <laughs> have a ten be, mile tunnel in LA either. No, it's probably not like they'll just like reset the scene. So like, and we need to make sure that this tunnel looks like it's just leading straight to Mexico. Just going and going and going. It's like the tunnel. <laughs> the tunnel. <laughs> Yeah. Or this could be that thing. Is it Elon Musk drilling holes the, to the center the, of the earth so we can the, the, take his bullet? The boring company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. So bottom three moments. Aaron, go first. What, number one, and you'll appreciate this. The casting of Malkovich. Oh, <laughs> nice. Um, number two. Cage trying to save his friend so he can just get shot anyway. <laughs> um, in the face. <laughs> and then uh, three, Cage trying to give his daughter this filthy, disgusting, <laughs> ripped up, just 
rancid rabbit uh, to his daughter at the end who already doesn't know him. Now he's like a monster holding a dripping toy for her. He pulled her out of the going, Take your father's gift! I know. I was just like, what What a shitty parenting. Just like, say thank you to your father. Like, I don't know this guy. Like, he's dirty and smells and he has this fucking shitty bunny. <laughs> I imagine she's pinching her arm uh, to get her to do it. Like, she's, she's so beautiful that you know she's going to be like this terrible, evil mother. Oh, yeah. Which is why he has to go and become leaving Las Vegas right after this. Yeah. This is how he figures out how do I live without you? Just how. That's how, how do I live? Alcohol, lots of it. <laughs> uh, right, uh, Kevin, what's uh, your top, bottom three? My bottom three, number one is uh, Race's Dave Chappelle. Nice. <laughs> I got to lead with that. Number two is Creepy Rapist. Um, <laughs> too much time with that. Number three is Every Cyrus One-Liner. The only wings you'll see are the flies buzzing over your rotting corpse. If your dick jumps out of your pants, then you jump out of the airplane. Because uh, Cyrus is very concerned with rape. He's like, I don't like, look, I murder people. Yes, by the bushel. Okay. Rape, no can do, pal. That's a bridge oh, too the, far for me. So uh, It's the honor among thieves, no? That's a, he'll make an exception for, for Treyu for some reason. <laughs> I hate rapists, like, but I'll make an exception for you because we've all heard of Johnny Twenty Three. Yeah, just res- mad respect. <laughs> sure. Uh, Nicolo, bottom three. Uh, number three is a bit of a tie because I mentioned it before. Just action scenes are are fun in this film, but just the geography. There's no sense of clarity. Just, just things are happening. People are shooting. Just deal with it. Accept it. Move on. Um, and speaking of the of the bunny, I, I just don't how how did the bunny get at the end of just how where did it come from? It just kind of like floating in this river of in the gutter, dirt, getting like dirt, sewer <laughs> water. Well, the bunny was basically just trying to start his, its own iteration of it, like yeah. just flowing into the sewer, and then just you can see Pennywise going, "Hey, kid, we all float <laughs> down here." Jeez. Yeah. Just a float. Um, number two, it's just it's the cast is just way too big for its own good. As much as I like a lot of the actors, just way too many of them. Just yeah. pick three. Remove pick, pick three. They, like three or four people die out of nowhere. I don't know who they are. They even have names. Probably they have a backstory. They just die instantly, and they have to find a way to replace them. But it's just it's too much. And they, I have to agree, like Dave Chappelle, I've never been that big of a fan of his. And then this movie doesn't do much for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's not my type of humor, I guess. Um, and lastly, just the image of John Malkovich on top of the truck, just hoping to not be seen by hundreds of people at the crime scene at the end, just the explosion and everything. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> just ridiculous. Oi. So for me, I have a tie. Between Nicolas Cage's accent, <laughs> just a general observation, and John, I have this jo- note called John Cusack running and walking, just in general. <laughs> just, <laughs> when he runs, uh, no, when when he walks out of the cell and he walks, he has this sort of hunched over look when he's figuring out where they're where, where they're going, and just why is he walking like he just slept very badly? It's just very odd. Okay, the whole idea of Danny Trejo being a rapist, and that's a whole, like, it's just 
encapsulation of what this film is in general is just like this whole cliche this guy's identity is being a rapist and i'm like this is fucking gross and then and then and they're just using rachel Tikotin as basically being a damsel in distress which is also a massive waste of talent mm, i don't know i, I really like this i really like this this actress yep. and then she's yeah. she's never got the the, the the numbers of jobs she's done is just <laughs> horrible and then bottom of the barrel just john malkovich just in general <laughs> minus minus the line about the bunny <laughs> because he's just so on so on it's just he's so like he's trying desperately like someone told him like one of you who does the best job gets an oscar and then john malkovich is like fucking sign me up guys i'm like fucking jesus <gasps> the last thing you'll smell is my stinking breath I'm like, what a great line. So I mean, like, horrible. No, last thing, she'll smell. Because he's making threats about his, his kid. I'm like, what the? No. Such a bad character. Oh, Christ. I think that's it. <laughs> let's, let's finish this. So, <laughs> Corner is available to stream on a bunch of on a bunch of services, I think, in the US. I think... TNT, TBS, think I think you can just find it to stream for free wherever you like. In the UK, it's on Prime and on Disney Plus because I think it's a Fox property, or maybe it's a Disney property because it's a Buena Vista now. And Jerry Bruckheimer is like part of Disney. I don't know. Can be also rented or purchased from all the major vendors, and also can be acquired physically on DVD and Blu-ray. Though the Blu-ray release, at least in the UK, is quite old. In fact, it has like the swish on the cover, so you know the transfer shit. Because <laughs> so, so, it's like the first brewery ever printed or something like that. So, you know, so I think that's it for this episode of the Uncut Gems podcast. So I, I just want to say that it was a massive pleasure to 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 have you guys over here. So uh, well, I don't know. This was a blast <laughs> from where I'm sitting, at least. So where yeah. can we find your stuff? And then where can we find you on social media? Just share this with us as well. On the podcast, that wouldn't die. You can find us on Twitter at TPodcastTWDie. We're on Facebook at the podcast that wouldn't die. You can email us, the podcast wouldn't die at Gmail. Aaron, we're at Insta. We're on the Insta. We're the podcast that wouldn't die. You can uh, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. <laughs> Not on SoundCloud, though. Not no, SoundCloud. the finer oh. one. <laughs> like, you, like you know when you're when you're asking seasoned podcasters to tell us like, where can we find you like you know this is like a properly rehearsed line now Better believe <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's just like we do it every week if only john malkovich would have rehearsed this much yeah. <laughs> i know womp, womp. <laughs> i thought you liked him <laughs> we do just not in this it's tough it's love it's tough I, love I, Right. I need to be strict with him. He needs to have long hair. He he needs to have Nicolas Cage's hair. Or, or else I, I think Nicolas oh. Cage has John Malkovich's hair. Yes, from Dangerous Liaisons. Remember, he had that long, stringy hair in yeah, uh, Liaisons. Jeez. By the way, we didn't touch on this. There, was, there used to be a theory, just before we finished, there used to be a theory in the 90s and early 2000s that the quality of Nicolas Cage films were, was inversely proportional uh, to the length of his hair, as in, like, the longer his hair, the shittier the film. Well, well, there you go. Well, there like, you, you go. Have, you have like leaving Las Vegas, Oscars, like, and then, like, in, what, what? 
Oh yeah, gone in sixty seconds. Masterpiece. <laughs> Absolutely. Masterpiece. <laughs> I love this science. Makes makes a lot of sense. It's, it's very accurate. It's just so a shot that... on Con Air, isn't it? I mean, how many other movies do you have long old crazy <laughs> air? Season of the Witch oh. or whatever? I don't know. No, the, one, the, the, the one where he no. sees where he sees a minute ahead. <laughs> Next. Oh Next. god. Oh. Yeah, not, not his finest hour. You know. <laughs> No. Oh, yeah. And Nicola, where can we find your stuff as well? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at NickyBrown97 and on Letterboxd. And there you can find my link tree, link tree forward slash Enjoy the Movies to watch my short films on YouTube and Vimeo at Enjoy the Movies. And you can listen to the Death by Adaptation podcast where, where we talk about classic books and compare and contrast them against their cinematic adaptations. Awesome. And you can find me at Talk about, Talk about Film on Twitter and as Jakub Flash on Letterboxd, as you can also read my stuff on flashonfilm.com and on, on clapperltd.co.uk. Uh, also, follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I know, we're just trying to kind of appeal to the kids at Uncle Jim's Pod. And, and on Twitch. <laughs> and t- this is all live stream. Uh, we need to start an on. We need to start an OnlyFans. Like that's what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so subscribe to our OnlyFans. <laughs> Chat roulette. Uh, Chat roulette. We will be f- f- feeding feeding your horror. Like we'll we'll be just sh- all this will be will be us sitting on a sofa watching films that you really don't want to watch. <laughs> Just, that's it, and people, and then people. I need to hope that some people subscribing will be just masturbating. I, 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 <laughs> that's the hope. Everyone's got a king. You know? <laughs> just, just watching Takashi Mika films and just thinking that someone's oh. jerking off right now. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, fo- follow us there. Retweet our stuff helps a lot. And if you want to get in touch, send us an email at uncutgemspod on uh, at gmail dot com. So. If you want to sound off about Conair or any other film we covered, this is how you do it. And then you can also support the show over by buying us a coffee at coffee.com slash uncutgemspod. Help us keep the lights on that way with a one-off donation. And if you want to receive more content from us, some bonus podcasts, uh, think about joining our pe- brand new patron uh, over at patreon.com slash uncutgemspod. Three bucks a month buys you access to loads of other podcasts. There is no tiers, just one tier for extra podcasts. And we just started, so there's three for now, but there's going to be more. We have plans. Stay tuned for more. And also, still remembering, uh, birthday giveaway still still happening. The last twenty four hours as the, at the time of uh, this this episode hitting the airwaves. And also, just for anything related to the show, head over to uncutgemspodcast.com, which I'll have to just rework the sort of ending. I think to just incorporate this is the sort of HQ of the show uh, from now on. So and also. Like and well, rate and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever. If you find us and you like what we do, rate and review. If you don't like what we do, just don't don't do anything. Give <laughs> it to your own self. Like, like, there's people who give a one star review on Apple. There, there's a story there. Like these people have problems. Just so, just like just can't can't you just go on with your day? Yeah, <laughs> one star with no comments. That's always the best. Yeah, let's just oh, just re. I don't know. Just, there's there's a universe of people who just like, I think they lead very sad lives. Anyway, so I think that's it. And be sure to tune in next week. We'll be coming down a little after this 
genre romp and then i think a few weeks of genre cinema i think it will be coming while, down yes oh yeah so we'll be talking about the subtle cinema of sofia coppola and we'll be talking about her movie titled somewhere so look out for that but for now i hope you have a fabulous day and we'll see you next week bye bye <laughs>